0: Have you ever wondered how to pray out loud? Are you, are you a little bit scared to pray out loud? I mean, you know someone needs prayer. We all do, um, but there's somebody like right in front of you, and you know, you know, you're just like, I need to be praying for them, and I need to be praying over them, and I am a little bit scared to do that. Is that you? Have you ever been a little bit? little bit hesitant to pray out loud, particularly in public for someone else. Well, I got really good news for you today. There is a very brief prayer. It's a powerful prayer. It's a prayer of blessing. It's contained in the book of Numbers chapter six. Um, it is the prayer, um, that begins with Aaron. Um, and it is given by God to be prayed over people, particularly over God's people. Um, But I would contend that you can pray this prayer anywhere, anytime, over anyone, um, and God's going to get his glory. So today's Growing Your Faith verse of the day comes from the book of Numbers. It's known as the priestly blessing you have, if you listen to Mornings with Carmen with any regularity, you have heard me pray it over you at the end of um, some of our conversations. It's Numbers chapter 6, verses 24 and 25. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. How good is that? How good is that? You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. I'm Carmen LaBerge. This is Faith's Radio. Uh, God is the one acting here. The Lord bless you and the Lord keep you. The Lord is the one who blesses. The Lord is the one who keeps. The Lord is the one who makes his face to shine The Lord is the one who gives grace. It's all sufficient. The Lord is the one who lifts up his countenance, which means turns his full attention towards us. And yes, God is the giver of peace. Um, He is our peace. His son, Jesus, is the prince of peace, grants us the peace which passes all understanding. You need peace today. You need blessing today. Where, Where in your life do you need blessing today or grace or God's attention to be trained, or where do you need peace? Who do you know who needs a blessing today, or God's grace today, or God's full attention to be trained in their direction today? Who do you know that needs peace? These are, this is the word of God that you can claim and memorize and pray and speak. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. My friend, these verses, this prayer, this blessing is, assures us that um, God is present and attentive and sees you and loves you and knows your needs. It's confirmation that God is good and gracious and steadfast and predictable, the source of all that is good and beautiful and true. He is the father of lights from whom every blessing flows. It's also an affirmation or confirmation that God's not done. God's not done with the world nor with us for our part today. I want us to be people who are sitting in a posture of openly receiving the blessing that God offers here. So could you do that? Could you stand or sit or kneel in a posture of receptivity? I don't know what that looks like for you. It might be um might be a bowed head, might be a head with your with your face turned toward heaven. Might be um cupped open hands like it ready to receive what God is offering. Whatever that looks like for you. Could you just for a moment stand or sit or kneel um or whatever it looks like for you, but get yourself into a posture of receptivity, like actually like ready to receive something. Now receive this. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. What might it sound like for you to pray that today? What might it sound like for you to Offer up those words over a meal or when you're asked to um, offer a prayer. Maybe somebody's graduating or heading off. Well, maybe they're heading back to college or to trade school or to the military. Maybe they're starting a new job or getting married or celebrating an anniversary or a birthday or retirement. I don't know. Maybe somebody's leaving on a mission trip. You could memorize Numbers chapter 6 verses 24 and 25 and you could be, you could be ready. You could totally be ready. To, to pray for people in a moment, in public. Yes, I'm talking to you, Andrew Scaredy Cat, who says I'd like to be able to pray on the spot and in public for people. All you got to do is memorize this word from God and be ready to speak it out loud. It's not hard. It's super simple. It is, it's, it's an amazing prayer to claim in your own spiritual life and, yes, to claim over the lives of others. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you. The Lord be gracious to you. The Lord turn his attention towards you and give you peace. Find a translation that resonates with you, that sounds like you, and memorize it. It's two verses of scripture. And it's, uh, and it's amazingly powerful. It's the prayer God gave to Aaron. It's the prayer prayed by the priests of God um, throughout time and history. It's powerful. All right. What does it look like um, for God to constantly pour himself out in the overflow of his blessings in your life? What What does it look like for you to be receptive to every good and perfect gift, every spiritual blessing in the heavenlies? Because that's what God offers. The Lord bless you. What does it look like to be a kept person? Are you kept by God? Do you recognize that you're a kept man or a kept woman? Well, may the Lord keep you today, hold you, protect you, Guard all that is precious about you. What does it mean for the Lord to make his face to shine upon you? Think about how your face lights up when you, um, when someone you deeply love shows up unexpected. When's the last time your face lit up with joy? God, God's face lights up with joy. Every moment he turns his attention to you. God delights in you. And God is gracious to you. God's grace is amazing. Yes, it's also all-sufficient and unending. Grace upon grace. Oh, how we need it today. The Lord be gracious to you. And then finally, the Lord lift up his countenance upon you. That means God, turn your attention in this direction, your full undivided attention. Um, Think of the last time you walked into a room and there was a person whose eyes were, let's say, on their phone. But immediately when you entered the room, they looked up and they gave you their full attention. That's the kind of attention that God gives you. When you turn to God, when you acknowledge God's presence, God is fully attentive to you. So right now, wherever you are, acknowledge God's presence. Acknowledge that God is already at work and loving you and ready to give you peace. So where do you need peace today? God's peace. Peace of mind, the peace of God. Maybe you need peace at home or peace in a relationship or peace with a neighbor. We certainly need world peace. All of it comes through the one who is the Prince of Peace, the peace of Christ, which surpasses all understanding. I want you to know that peace today. And so receive it, receive it as I speak it over you again. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you. The Lord pour out his grace upon you. The Lord give you his full attention and grant you peace. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. I've been thinking um, about small talk. I am a person who, uh, over the course of time, has said, you know, I just, I hate small talk. I just, I, I want deep talk. I want meaningful talk. Um, I, I just, I, I just am one of those people, it's just like, ah, oh, I, just, I just hate small talk. God's really convicted me in this new year. Um, I thought I had picked a word of the year I thought I had landed upon it. I thought it was Reconnect. Um, And God has really, really just convicted me over the last several days that my word for the year is supposed to be small. And as I have begun to reflect on that, God has also convicted me um, that um, I, I have neglected small talk. And so I've been thinking to myself, well, God must be, talking about something other than the kind of small talk that I hate. So what's God talking about? If God's saying, you know, Carmen, you've been neglecting small talk. What, what must that mean? So I want to just have a moment here together, you and me and, um, talk small, have some small talk, be small talkers. And I want to set that, uh, over and against big talk from big talkers. There is so much big talk out there and so many big talkers. Um, and I think that as Christians, we got to be people that reinvest in small talk as small talkers. I don't, I don't want to be a big talker. And, um, and I don't want to be a person who's characterized as, oh, you know, is she, is she a big talker? I, I, wanna, I think I, I want to be a small talker. And so thank you for the privilege of small talk. Day in and day out with you um right here on mornings with Carmen. Uh, thank you for bringing forward problems that um might seem small to some people, but you and I know that they're they're not there's no small problems and there's no small people, and there really are no small things because every person is a big deal to Jesus every child every man every woman every suffering individual every person who's hurting or marginalized every single one of them is a big deal to Jesus and i've also been reflecting again just sort of on this note of smallness <clears throat> jesus didn't really much appreciate people who thought of themselves as a big deal <laughs> like i've been uh i've been i've been looking at the big deal people in jesus's day and jesus didn't make uh, much. He didn't uh, much appreciate the big deal people, right? The big talkers, the big fancy walkers. I'm thinking here about the Pharisees, but you could certainly also think about others in Jesus's day. For And I'm not saying that, that Jesus didn't give them the time of day because Jesus didn't treat anybody um, like an interruption. He treated everybody as fully human and um, turned his full attention to each person who who called upon him. But I want you to think about How much attention Jesus trained upon and gave to people who the world regarded as small. And how, and the kind of attention and the kinds of things that Jesus said to the people who thought they were, you know, big and puffed up. Again, look at Jesus's, uh, the things that he spoke to the Pharisees. I've also taken note of what scripture says about thinking more highly of ourselves than we ought and the way that sometimes we think too little of others. Every other person is a big deal to God. That person that you and I think too little of when we're thinking too much of ourselves, that person, that seemingly small person is a big deal to God. So I think in 2024, I'm gonna aspire to be a small talker. Yeah, I'm gonna aspire to small talk. I don't exactly know what that's uh, going to look like. I don't exactly know what all that means, but I'm just letting you know. I'm letting you in on what's happening in my quiet time and in, um, in the quiet spaces that I'm spending with, um, with Jesus. I'm looking at the, the small talks that Jesus had with people and what a big deal those are. So Jesus delivers messages to the crowds, yes. Yes. But it's these small talks that he has in, you know, with a very small group of people, his most intimate disciples, small talks with a small group of people. When we come back, I'm just going to continue unpacking my thoughts on this for just a moment. Um, Because I want, you know, I just I want to walk around in this with you, um, have a little small talk about um how the little stuff is is the big stuff, um, and how small steps, little steps, with fragile people are a really big deal. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. I'm Carmen LeBurge, host of Mornings with Carmen. I got some good news for you today. Jesus Christ is the good gift of God to each and every person. We heard the proclamation of Christmas, that there's this good news of great joy for all people. Well, guess what? That means you. Jesus is the good news. He is the gift of God given at Christmas. And maybe you're saying, I don't feel so good. I haven't really received this sense of good news. Well, we would invite you to wake up to the goodness of God with 40 days toward healing and wholeness. It's Susie Larson's brand new book. Our friends over at W Publishing gave us a 100 copies for Christmas to give away to you. So we'd invite you to enter to win yours now at MyFaithRadio.com. Wake up to the goodness of God, 40 days toward healing and wholeness, because Jesus really is the good news and the great joy for all people. Connecting Faith to Life, Faith Radio. (laughs) What is it that seems like a small thing? Seem like a small thing um, that your flight was delayed or canceled. 7,000, uh, actually more than 7,000 flights were delayed um, by this massive winter storm that passed over the United States. How, how does that compare with um, the hundreds of thousands of people? who experienced and some who are still experiencing power outages related to this massive winter storm. And then how does all that compare in terms of, you know, little things? How does all that compare with the people um, whose lives were upended, whose homes and businesses and churches um, were affected across parts of Florida um, by tornadoes? Actually, tornadoes across the South, more than 20 reported tornadoes as a part of this system. Um, it's not a little thing, right? These aren't little people. What about that? Um, what about the truck driver? What about the guy who was driving the semi tractor trailer that flipped over in high winds on a bridge in Charleston, South Carolina? Like, you know, the people that were stuck in that traffic jam for hours. Um, had plans. They were supposed to be at appointments. They were supposed to be picking people up or dropping people off or, you know, whatever, right? That's no, it may seem like a small thing. Let's think about the guy that was driving the truck. This is a conversation about perspective and small things and big things and recognizing that the small things are the big things. The small acts are the big acts. The small words to small groups in small places are, that is the big talk. And these small steps that we take each and every day with one another, um, with very fragile people can be big strides that certainly outpace um, the world. I'm thinking about the very, very seemingly insignificant small step that, um, Garrett Kell's daughter, Eden, who's 15, made yesterday when after three weeks of being basically in an induced coma then on a ventilator uh, in Virginia yesterday, um, they took her off the ventilator. And that process is, for any of you who've experienced it, you know, she's now going to go through a rehab that's going to be fairly horrific. But she also... Um, with the assistance of others for the first time in three weeks sat for a few seconds on the edge of the bed instead of just lying flat in it. That's a small step with a very fragile person. But in their family, that was a huge stride. So I want us to be gentle, um, not just today, but in the days going forward. Um, There are people who make a big show of it, whatever it is, you know them. Um, What does it look like to make a little show or to make no show uh, of what's going on? Think about Jesus in the triumphal entry on a borrowed colt of a donkey, or think about the Last Supper in a borrowed upper room. Um, It's important that we make a big deal of the right things, the small things, the broken pieces, the cross, the empty tomb, the ascension the second coming of Jesus. How could we make a big deal of the right things, things that the world sees as insignificant and small? So here are just a few, like, little things that are really big things. Knowing people's names and calling them by name. So praying today with, with Patrice um, over Panama City after yesterday's tornadoes. Praying with Andrew to have the courage that he so longs to have to pray in public and to live into his word of the year for the very first time. Um, for Carol, who is praying a blessing each and every day uh, over her family. On and on and on. What does it look like to get into some small talk with some others today, recognizing that the um, the small talk, the what oh gosh, what sometimes I have called the organ recital i 've repented of that by the way, even though I might still say it, so the organ recital is um what happens when you're you know you're with a person whose body is failing in a remarkable number of ways, and they go through the list with you um you know this organ and that organ and this part of the body and this and i i have over the course of time referred to it as the organ recital. And I've repented of that because it's no small thing. It's no small thing. Pain is no small thing. The challenges that we face physically are no, they're just, they're not small things. They are big things when we are experiencing them. So what does it look like to get into some small talk today, recognizing there are no small people and um, there are no small concerns and that the Lord is concerned about each and every one. So that text message that you um, have felt called to send, the call you have had a sense that you were supposed to make, the visit, whatever it is, Um, the person in the hospital or in prison that you know you're supposed to go see, none of those are small things. How do I know? How do I know? Because I have read and I have received Matthew chapter 25. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, And he sits on his glorious throne, and all the nations are gathered before him. He's going to separate us, one from another. Um, Like a shepherd separates sheep from goats, and he's going to put the sheep on the right and the goats on the left. And let me just tell you in advance, you want to be a sheep, not a goat. King's going to say to those on his right, right, come, you are blessed of my father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundations of the world. For I was hungry, small thing, and you gave me something to eat, (laughs) big thing. I was thirsty, small thing, and you gave me something to drink, big thing. I was a stranger, small thing, and you invited me in, big thing. I was naked, small thing, and you clothed me, big thing. I was sick, small thing, and you visited me, big thing. I was in prison, small thing, and you came to me big thing. When, when, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you as a stranger and invite you in or naked and clothe you? When, 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 Lord, did we see you sick or in prison and come to visit you? Like these things never happened. (laughs) And the king answers and says, truly, I say to you, to the extent that you did it for one of the least of these, one of the little people, you did it for me. There are no small people and there are no small things and there are no small acts of kindness. They're all big, every single one of them. So let's be um, people who engage in small talk and look for people who the world considers small and let's pour out the extravagant grace of our big God upon them. As we uh, make a pivot here and Turn our attention to all that is going on in the world again, there are no small places, there are no small people, there are no small concerns it 's all a big deal to God, and God does have this whole big world in the very hollow of his hand and our sister in Christ, Ruth Kramer, who serves with Mission Network News, is going to join us next we 're going to um, we 're going to train our attention on people and places that by the world might be considered small, um, but they do make big headlines. Um, And what's happening in these places and in these spaces can ultimately be a big deal for all of us. And so um, what are you concerned about today? What would it look like for you to present it to the Lord, Um, even the small things, your neighbor, your friend, your colleague, your physical concerns, a particular relationship, somebody you're worried about, somebody the Lord just brought to mind. Let's present them to the Lord. Let's trust him to be a good, good God and pour out all grace that is sufficient for um, that particular person and circumstance. And then let's be people who also recognize that um, the big, big world needs every single one of us. To come before the Lord with the big problems um, and and recognize that there just are some things where you know God alone, the power of God alone is going to be sufficient to bring a change. Ruth Kramer joins us next you 're listening to mornings with Carmen. Our friend and sister in Christ, Ruth Kramer, is back with us today from Mission Network News. Ruth, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. I'm now having to keep track of, you know, who's been, who's already been on in the new year, you know, so that I don't repeat myself. So if the next time you're on, I say Happy New Year again, will you just go with it?
1: (laughs) I'll just go with it. We'll just pretend you never said it yet. (laughs) Uh, How are you? Well, um... I am trying to figure out what day it is, and I'm full of cheese. How about you? Oh, I like that. Oh, that's
0: an excellent answer. Um, I um, I am aware that um, there are some small things that would make a big difference that I really need to be paying concentrated attention to in my life. And so there you go. That's my, that's my how are you answer for the day. Small things. Mm-hmm. Makes um, a big difference though. So. It it does. No, it totally does. It totally does. <clears throat> so you could pray for me in that way that I would be um attentive to the small things that uh, God has convicted me about um yeah, that would be awesome. Um you are helping us, I mean day in and day out, you are helping us um see the whole world as in God's hands. And so let's bring a few places into focus this morning. And again, if uh if you want to read the articles that we're going to be discussing and Read everything else that we can't get to today. Um, missionnews.org. Missionnews.org is the website. Um, remind us what is USERIF and um, what is the State Department calling out in terms of particularly
1: Nigeria and India? USRIF is the U.S. Commission on International Religious Freedom. Um, they are responsible for keeping tabs on what's going on. They're in direct communication with the State Department as uh, the State Department makes decisions on how the U.S. is going to respond to other countries with regard to violations on um, uh, religious freedoms and human rights freedoms, because those those issues are very closely connected. Um, with regard to Nigeria and India the um the state department has failed to put both of those countries back on the list of countries of particular concern those are kind of countries that are um being highlighted uh and and basically given a an international warning on um we we see what you're doing there this is not good for your people and we're going to strongly encourage you to make some changes in your uh, treatment of maybe religious minorities in your country or will have to take certain actions. So when a, the USERF, um makes a recommendation through the International Religious Freedom Act uh, to the State Department, it does have some weight. It should be taken into consideration. Um, frequently those recommendations are used on issues like sanctions uh, with regard to human rights issues and, and religious freedom issues. The um, The core of foreign policy is is kind of settled on some of these issues. So it's always something that uh, needs to be taken into consideration and usually has some pretty high weight. This year, uh, the State Department has designated a number of countries as countries of particular concern for having engaged in or tolerated particularly severe violations of religious freedom. But among those countries, like you're talking Burma, China, Cuba, North Korea, Eritrea, Iran, Nicaragua... Pakistan, Russia, Saudi Arabia, uh, Tajikistan, and Turkmenistan, but not Nigeria or India. And those two have been um, pretty surprising, actually, since they were taken off the list. Um, But the State Department has also designated entities of particular concern um, within some of the framework of what's going on in these countries. You've got al-Shabaab, Boko Haram, the uh, Hayat Tahrir al-Sham, the Houthis, Uh, ISIS-Sahel, ISIS-West Africa, and um, and an Al-Qaeda affiliate, as well as the Taliban. So you can see where these countries, we've talked about them before, they are actually perpetrators of persecution against religious minorities in the countries in which they operate. But that doesn't mean that those countries themselves have been held to account. Uh, Nigeria, you know, you've seen a lot of situations where we've, we've talked about how believers are systematically being persecuted on three fronts and the government really isn't doing anything. And we're seeing similar situations in India under Modi's government where people are are acting against Christians with near impunity. And and I I should say acting against religious minorities in India. So that also includes the Muslims um, with near impunity. And um, the U.S. has been saying this isn't right uh, until recently. And then... This uh, this newest list that came out did not include either country. So the USRIF is actually calling out the State Department publicly for the omission. Um, and that's kind of unusual because they're basically saying, why didn't you follow our advice? They're calling for a congressional hearing on this matter to be able to discuss this a little bit further. Um, there's no date on the, the hearing, but basically they're saying you can't ignore us and you're overlooking some things that are really important, especially... In light of the fact that on Christmas Day, there were multiple attacks in Nigeria targeting churches, and several hundred Christians were executed on Christmas Day. So it's not like you can you can look at the situation and say, nothing's happening. This is still current information. It's still an egregious violation of religious freedoms, and it's ongoing. Um, so... You know, we just uh, we're joining the Voice of the Martyrs USA in calling for some accountability from the the State Department on the responses uh, on behalf of our brothers and sisters in Christ. You know, as we educate ourselves, we can actually talk to our elected officials and encourage them to move in that direction. It's really important that you make your voice heard in these situations, because while we can't fix the problem on our own, we can make use of the resources that are available. And the important thing here is to keep on praying for our brothers and sisters in Christ, because in countries like this, the idea is to eradicate Christians. um, and, And what we want to do is walk alongside our brothers and sisters in Christ so that they don't lose heart in these kinds of situations, that the gospel will still go forward in spite of the pressure.
0: When you think about um what is happening in Nigeria, um, what is happening in India, when you think about this list of countries of particular concern, um that list is long. the list of countries of particular concern, the special watch list countries the entities of particular concern um Ruth, you've been paying attention to this over time in ways that maybe some others have not um is the is the list listing of entities of particular concern? Is that a relatively new development where we're recognizing that it's not nation states anymore? It's multinational um or even international, you know, networks of n- n- terrible people. I don't know how else to say that. Um, people who have ill will towards others. Is that is that a recent development? Like maybe I'm haven't been paying close enough attention, but I don't remember the entities of particular concern. Being something that we've highlighted before,
1: it's a fairly new development. But I'm going to say within the last five years because I can't okay. pinpoint the date in where they were releasing this. However, this has come about because of things like the Taliban taking over uh, the, mm-hmm. the government in Afghanistan, and the government of Afghanistan was absolutely opposite in their values. So it wasn't Afghanistan that we we wanted to call out. It's it's what the Taliban are doing in Afghanistan. But also that kind of recognizes them as, look, you're you're uh, an entity, but you're not the government. We don't acknowledge you as the sitting government of Afghanistan. There was an elected government, and you're not it.
0: Mm. Okay, that's really helpful. That's a good distinction. So thank you for that. Um, we, uh, many of us, most of us, all of us, um, have some attention trained. Um, on what is happening in Israel and the surrounding region you um you have a story um on uh on you know conversations that you've been having with partners, particularly in Lebanon. Maybe you could bring us up to date on um, on what's happening you know north of israel um in in lebanon uh, and the standoff between the i d
1: f and hezbollah oh Lebanon is doing its best to not get dragged into this conflict between Hamas and Israel. But Hezbollah, which basically controls a lot of the resources in Lebanon, we're going to just say they control the government in Lebanon right now, um, has decided to throw their hat in the ring and support uh, Hamas. Um, So what you have is... Hezbollah adding their two cents worth into the conversation and Lebanon or Lebanese being afraid they're going to get dragged into this war. Um, Hezbollah has been lobbing uh, missiles over the border to attack different points in Israel, and Israel has responded in kind, which has sent kind of a wave of refugees out of the the north part of the country into areas that are already fairly saturated with refugees coming from the Syrian uh, civil war. Um, and this week we saw more of that kind of ratcheting up the the tensions between the two. Um, you had drone missile strikes that killed a tam- hot uh, ha- top Hamas leader in Beirut. Uh, you also had Hezbollah leaders that were attacked um, by Israel, and Israel hasn't officially taken um, ownership of the most recent attack on Monday, but. Based on you know what's been happening and where the the fire was coming from, it's fairly clear that's that's who was responsible. Um, you know, I've asked some of our partners that work in in Lebanon at what point are Hamas and Hezbollah not going to be able to cooperate anymore because Hezbollah is Shiite and mm-hmm. Hamas is Sunni and they just usually don't work well. But in this situation, it is the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And um, so Israel is getting hit on all fronts because you have this United uh, front against them trying to eradicate them um, that's kind of an explanation that will give you a feel for what's happening, the concerns that are in her uh, in Lebanon right now. And really the partners are just praying for the situation because um, it, it is, very complicated. Um, Because of the ties with Israel and the West and this perception that people have, uh, it is complicated gospel efforts as well, because people make the connection between the West, that would be the United States, and its support of Israel and Christianity, and they think that the government caters to Christians in the United States. um, So that Any support that comes for Israel is Christian, therefore they don't want to have anything to do with it. So that has made some unique obstacles in Lebanon when the ministries are trying to act as the hands and feet of Christ in some very difficult situations where they're trying to help the displaced and the people are coming at them with some um, misconceptions about who Jesus is what the gospel actually represents, and what followers of Christ are and what their identity is and who they are. Um, and so there have been some interesting opportunities, but also they're asking for prayer for wisdom because there are some more walls that they, they're encountering that they didn't anticipate.
0: I want to highlight um, what Ruth just said so that you don't miss it. There are, there are Muslim-majority countries and Muslim-majority communities where the US support of Israel is complicating gospel efforts. Um and so let's be praying that God would make a way, God would find a way. Um God would continue to operate um as uh, as he has in the past and does in the present um in ways that sometimes are hard to imagine and impossible to explain. So let's be praying today that God would be getting His witness um, even as uh, the the things of the world and the ways of the world do complicate gospel efforts um, in these days. We're going to continue our conversation with Ruth Kramer from Mission Network News in just a moment. Um, when you think about the persecution that people experience around the world, we have uh, we have talked, about the way China uses facial recognition technology um, to identify Christians and then the relationships that they have with others and then to use that information um, to, to wound them economically, relationally, spiritually. Um, well, how is Iran now using AI to power their persecution? That's up next here on Mornings with Carmen. Jesus loves the little children. You guys know that. Jesus loves the little children, all the children of the world. And right now, there are little children in the world who need Jesus. They also need things like basic food and medical care. Jesus tells us that what we do for the least of these, the little ones, we do for him. So this is your time to become the champion of one child, to change their life. When you sponsor just one child, you plant seeds of hope and You work together with people who are on the ground to change the families, the communities, the future. You might not feel like you could change the world, but you can for one child. Meet the kids and find your child at myfaithradio.com. So I'm wondering, um, have you checked in at the airport lately? Um, Did you have to look into a... um very small, seemingly reflective mirror. When you went through the TSA checkpoint, mm-hmm, yeah, that is uh, optical recognition. Uh, it's happening. It's already, if you're if you're already signed up for um, clear or you're already signed up for pre-check, then you, you know, your, your eyeballs are already on record. This is beyond facial recognition, but that is certainly a part of it. How about facial recognition in terms of the way that Google tells you, hey, You actually um, have uh, 100,000 pictures of this person. Let's put them all together in a file for you. Um, Have you rendered up your fingerprints, you know, because you wanted to make it easy to check in at the tanning salon, as an example, or you're already uh, engaged in palm pay at Whole Foods. If you haven't been to Whole Foods lately, there's a whole different way to check out, and it's just by putting your palm on a screen because that's connected to your credit card. Yeah, Um, so all of that is the way innovation and technology is making our lives, making our life together, seemingly more, I'm going to use the word here, convenient, faster, um, express. Mm-hmm. Um, every single time that we give up pieces and parts of ourselves, though, to the recognition, let's say in this case, by the government, um, you know, we are empowering them. And so uh, Ruth Kramer is here from Mission Network News, We're not talking uh, here about the United States of America, but we are talking about the way technology, facial recognition technology, license plate uh, recognition technology, on and on and on, um, can be used by uh, bad actors. In this case, the Iranian government um, to target, identify or identify, target and persecute Christians. So,
1: Ruth, what's going on? Well, this whole thing started really in 2022 when the government allowed police to use AI-assisted tools to basically crack down on the protesters. That led to more than 20,000 arrests and the execution of over 500 protesters. Um, But what they really wanted to do then is uh, really kind of join the race to be a top AI nation. Um, They want to be one of the top 10 by 2032. And they've made a lot of progress very quickly um, using AI research and applications like license plate recognition and facial recognition, um, and they're using it right now to crack down on women who are flaunting the hijab laws. Uh, They're also targeting Christians with this because Christians are being seen as um, kind of an insurgent force because they're not